You're listening to Mad Trivia. What is up, everyone? Once again, this is Mad Trivia John here for another week of the Mad Trivia podcast. This week, I have one of the hosts of the Rankers podcast. Uh, his name is Jacob Bell, and he's a great dude. I've known him for quite a little while, and uh, I'm going to let you tell you uh, tell everyone about yourself, Jacob. Yeah, what's going on, everybody? Uh, John, just first of all, thank you so much for uh, just the opportunity to be on the pod. Uh, we we do go back a little bit before we both started our respective podcasts, and uh, we uh, we met through another podcast that we both are still a part of and 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 still love to this day. But yeah, I uh, was kind of inspired. I. Uh, with with starting my podcast, the Rankers podcast, me and my me and my my close friend Nick, we uh, basically take anything and everything and and we rank it. So we do top ten lists, we do best of, worst of, uh, we do versus episodes um, where we take two things and we put them up against each other, and um, we we do all kinds of stuff where we just basically everything is ranking. Uh, so um, anything we can think of, we rank it, and uh, I have. A blast with it every single week and we love interacting with uh what we call the ranker fam the people listening and, and a little funny fact about about john here is uh if you go and listen to our podcast or if you've already listened to it um we we have a term that we use instead of saying like a hot take we will say like a jake take or a nick pick and uh john here actually came up with those things for us and he messaged me and gave us that idea for that so i got to give a little shout out to him right there well thank you so much um but yeah go go check us out uh the rankers podcast it's a yellow logo and uh if you like you know listening to basically any topic you can think of and and seeing what the what the best what the best thing is uh go check us out yep and i have listened to quite a few of the episodes some of them didn't necessarily um, call to me only because it's stuff that I, I'm completely unfamiliar with, but I guess sure. that's the 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 basis of the genre is to be diverse. Yeah, we wanted to reach uh, just as wide as an audience as as we can. Can I ask you what uh, your favorite episode has been? You know, it's going to have to be the top Marvel movies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good one. We did the whole entire uh, MCU retrospective, and uh, that was intense. That was that one had to be a two parter. But that yeah. one was fun. Well, I mean, with so, so many movies at the time and still so many more coming, you're right. going you're gonna to eventually have to do it all over again. Yep. Yep. We will for sure. All right. So as my guests always do, they provided me or today you provided me with five movies, uh, a Knight's Tale, The Dark Knight, the Oceans trilogy, which I guess is three movies. Uh, you've got mail and then the Lord of the Rings trilogy, which is also, which is also three movies. So I guess you actually gave me nine movies <laughs> yeah yeah i have a i have a bad tendency with that it's so hard for me with those uh trilogies to 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 pick one in particular and so i kind of cheat the only one i'm able to do that with is the christopher nolan uh christian bale batman trilogy because the dark knight is just so far above um just just about any other superhero movie and so but but the rest of them and lord of the rings especially is really one movie and it was it was made it was filmed that way it's kind of it's kind of made to be digested that way 
Um, but uh, but the Ocean's Trilogy, I just couldn't I couldn't pick, <laughs> so I had to put them all three on there. That's fair. That's fair. Um, just for your own personal reference, um, it will be coming out this coming Monday from when we record, but it'll be weeks ago by the time I release this episode. Uh, this coming Monday, I am releasing a Return of the King trivia mm. and Mad Libs episode. Nice, nice. So. Such such a good film. Oh yeah, <laughs> I had a really good time. I wasn't feeling great, so when I did the Mad Libs portion of that episode, I uh, I was trying to do my best Smeagol slash Gollum impression, and my throat just wouldn't have it. Oh man! Well, you would think that that would like a bad throat would almost make it better <laughs> because you of the think. the kind of voice you have to do for that impression. But that's a tough one to do for sure. You would think, but yeah, no, I uh, we had a good time with it all the same, and um, I'm hoping that we have a good time with it today. Um, so first, tell me why is a Knight's Tale on your list? So a Knight's Tale is uh is kind of a under the radar type of movie. I I've talked to people who have have seen the movie before, but I've also talked to people who have like never even heard of it. And I've also heard it as like a like underrated or guilty pleasure type movie. It's a very it's a very kind of outlandish type of movie because it is a medieval times uh sports movie mixed in with uh drama and romance and comedy and then like updated like rock and roll music as a part of the soundtrack which is just very very uh it's very oddball type of thing but uh part of it being my favorite movie is uh nostalgia this was a movie that i remember my dad loving and me and my older brother and my dad would watch this movie all the time all the time and then and then as i grew up and i continued to watch it um, I realized that this movie above any other movie that I had ever seen was just the one that I always wanted to go back to. Heath Ledger is, is one of my favorite um, actors of all time, as you can tell by my top two favorite movies. And um, I, I just think he delivers an incredible performance. I think it um, is a perfect uh, kind of big a uh, mixed bowl of of like I said, comedy, action, and drama, and romance, and uh, I think it does all of those things really well, better than a lot of movies that I've seen. I think it should get a lot more praise, honestly. But part of it's nostalgia, and then as I watch it, I just I just remember and and discover more about what I love ab- about the whole film. Yeah, no, I um I have never actually seen that movie. To be perfectly honest, I remember it coming out because. It was one of the few times that I'd ever seen Heath Ledger prior to The Dark Knight. Mm. Um, and I I mean, I know he's been in a lot of things. And um, I don't know if you know about his final movie, since we're on the topic of Heath Ledger, The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus, which was a mind-bending, fantastic movie. I have and, heard of it, but it's never one that I've checked out. So he died while making the movie. And okay. they actually had to change some of the movie to compensate. So at mm. points, the character that he plays goes through this like like a veil and he becomes a different person. As a result of his death, they change that part of the story. Oh, um, wow. So he becomes, they, they actually cast three different people to play him each time. Uh, the first was Colin Farrell. The second was Johnny Depp. And the third was Jude Law. And it was just fantastic. It was such a great movie. 
Well, the, well, that cast. I mean, just those those four guys. Goodness gracious! I mean, those are those are four really really good actors um, yeah. all together. So I'll have to definitely check that one out. It, it's a, it's a hidden gem. I, I don't know that you can find it anywhere on streaming, but if you can, for sure, check it out. You will not be disappointed. Okay. Yeah, we'll do for sure. So since we're on the topic of Heath Ledger, your number two movie, The Dark Knight. Tell me more. Yeah, so the Dark Knight. Um, golly, I, sometimes I feel like this should be everybody's, you know, and and everybody's top top five. It's it's just an incredible, it's an incredible movie, and um, it's actually really funny. I was not allowed to watch it when it first came out, so I'm I'm 23 now, and so in 2008, I was around eight years old. I was seven or eight, and. I was a huge fan of superheroes at the time, but because of the just kind of how dark the movie was and how the Joker, I mean, I you probably remember, John, but those trailers were like intense the way that they showed, you know, how the Joker's performance was going to be. It didn't pull any punches at all. Yeah. Um, sure. And so I kind of actually came into the movie late. I didn't watch the movie until I got older. And then um, I came back into that trilogy and I watched Batman Begins, which just for the record, every time I watch that movie, it gets better. I just think it's one of the most incredible origin stories. Um, just just it doesn't it doesn't get enough love because it, you know, its sequel is incredible, um, but it, it should get more. That movie, you know, it's just it's just amazing. And then I watched The Dark Knight and every time uh, Heath Ledger was on the screen. I, I literally, I could not take my focus off of it. He just enthralled me, his performance. And um, I, just for the record, I think that the interrogation scene in The Dark Knight is the, it's probably my favorite movie scene of all time. And I think it's one of the most well-acted scenes ever. And yeah, for um, sure. For sure, for just, sure. But, but what Christopher Nolan was able to do uh, because he he kind of he he broke away from the comics a little bit. And so I, I in a lot of ways, I prefer like Ben Affleck's, you know, and, and Pattinson's interpretations of Batman. But what he was able to do with that movie was he said, I'm going to I'm going to, you know, take my filmmaking skill and then bring this comic book character into my universe. And it was groundbreaking and uh, it really, you know, changed the, the genre in a lot of ways. And unfortunately, DC uh, kind of tried to remake that formula a lot of times and didn't really get there. But I will say there's a lot of Marvel movies that are good. Like we I guarantee you we don't have Captain America Winter Soldier if The Dark Knight didn't come out. And that's an incredible movie. But that movie was really the way that it was because it paid its respects uh, to what Christopher Nolan did in 2008. And so the dark Knight is one that never, ever gets old. And uh, I will, I will watch it, um, you know, forever. It's just an incredible movie. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I do remember when they first announced the casting of Heath Ledger. I mean, obviously you're 23, I'm going to be 35 this year. So there's a little bit of a gap between <laughs> the two of us. I was in my twenties when this movie came out. And I was a skeptic as much as any person could be about Heath Ledger being cast as the Joker. Yeah, I just didn't see, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. And now, I mean, even then, after seeing it the first time, I saw it midnight release the, wow. the night it came out. Like, wow, I was in the theater the same time the Aurora shootings happened. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? Like all yeah. that stuff. It's just it's so powerful and it's it's almost a relic of of what a person can accomplish 
in terms of their talent, despite the history that they have in any form of acting. Yeah. And just, again, Heath Ledger surprised me, surprised everyone, I think, when he when that movie came out and he did the performance of a lifetime. Um, just, again, 100%, I couldn't agree more. Without that movie, there certainly wouldn't be the grittier edge of, of superhero movies that we have today. Yeah, absolutely. So now we've kind of escaped Heath Ledger. <laughs> Tell me about the Oceans trilogy. Oh man. So <laughs> the Oceans trilogy, um, I, I have to give, I have to give a lot of the credit obviously to, to Steven Soderbergh who, who directed these movies. And uh, I think there's a lot of, I'll, I'll talk about this first. I think there's a lot of um, film directing and screenplay type of things that are just groundbreaking with those three movies. And it's it's so fast paced. It's so kinetic, and um, the writing is just incredible. the The story is incredible. They were able to add in so many elements of of kind of dry humor that's not super in your face, which is which is the type of humor that I love. And uh, and then you add in like the heist element, which is is something that so many so many fans really love like we all love to see you know uh the underdog type of heist movie where well it's like it's the robin hood story is really what it is where they go into the bad guy and they basically give all of his money to you know all of the innocent people that he's been kind of stepping on and uh and then and then you add in the cast which is just um if you put Brad Pitt Matt Damon and George Clooney in every single movie. I think I would be 100% okay with that. Um, the yeah, the three yeah. of them, the three of them together. Brad Pitt is my favorite actor of all time. Um, I don't. That's not necessarily to say that I think he's the best actor, but he's just my favorite to watch. He's such. Um, he just commands the screen uh, with his charisma and everything. And then you add in just the coolness of George Clooney and the kind of uh boy scout role that matt damon plays um in in those movies which, which is fantastic and and then the rest of the cast which which is really under underrated like some gems like casey affleck who has uh won an oscar now and is one of my favorite actors and uh some of the others as well it's just an incredible cast and um one of my favorite film scores is 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 I could say for each of those movies, the, the film, is the, the score is really, really unique. The music is really unique and um, it's just fast paced, kinetic, and just different than anything I've ever seen. And uh, I, I love going back to those movies, watching them back to back to back. Uh, they, they're just incredible. And uh, yeah, definitely in my top five for sure. Yeah. Now, do you have the same passion for the other trilogy that the oceans put out? Um, Eight, is... Nine and 10 with the, uh, the lady lineup. See, now I've seen I haven't seen eight uh, because I have heard that it's not as good. Um, and so I just haven't gone to see it yet. Like every time I think about going and watching Oceans eight, I'm like, well, you know, why don't I just go to the original trilogy and I'll get to that <laughs> one later. And so I end up just watching the original trilogy again. Um, but I get so nervous with those with those remakes, you know, well, well, not really a remake, but it's kind of a side story. But I haven't checked those out. Have you have you seen the uh, those? I honestly haven't. And I know that the cast is something to speak of. Oh, absolutely. Because, I mean, the lineup is just pretty incomparable in terms of lady actresses. Uh, but uh, again, 
I just haven't I haven't found my way into seeing those. I don't even think I've actually seen Oceans Twelve or Thirteen, and I'm pretty sure it's been forever since I've seen Oceans Eleven. Oh man, just but just incredible. The the lineup again, the cast is is star studded, and you're absolutely right with the cast being as you know as you said, Brad Pitt just being Brad Pitt in in right. and of itself is great. And then yeah. Clooney, and then Matt Damon. I mean, you know, you can't really go wrong with three of them. Some people would argue against Matt Damon, but it, it's it's really hard to argue with Clooney. It's really, really hard to argue with Brad Pitt. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I wonder how they paid for that movie. Like, I don't know <laughs> how you pay three actors like that in the same movie. That's insane. Yeah. Uh, well, who knows? Maybe they, uh, maybe they said, we'll do this for fun and we'll, we'll make a tr- <laughs> franchise out of it. And if it's successful, we'll pay you more for the sequels. And maybe that's what happened. Yeah, maybe so. All right. We got, you've got mail. Tell me about that one. Yeah, this is a weird pick. This was whenever whenever I, you know, tell people my top five or or somebody, we actually did an episode, we did a rankers episode of our top ten movies. And um this this always kind of shocks people. Um this is an older, you know, Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan film. They had two uh two really popular films in the nineties, this one in Sleepless in Seattle. And um this is this is a little bit of uh nostalgia as well, but uh, most of it is just for for some reason I just love this love story. Um, I'm a big romantic comedy guy. If it's if it's done well, um, I I think it's really really good because that can be such a tiring genre of film because so many people do it and almost like even if a movie isn't a romantic movie, it it's probably gonna have some kind of romantic element in it. So it's like it's almost in every movie. So to make an entire movie about it is really difficult. Um, I'm a huge Tom Hanks guy. Love Tom Hanks. Thinks I I think he's one of the greatest actors you know that that we've ever seen. And uh, Meg Ryan just fits really well into this story. But I love for some reason I'm captivated by it. I love. Uh, if you've ever seen the movie or if you're or if you're listening and you've ever seen it, um, they you know, they're communicating via email and they don't know each other and they fall in love with each other via email. And uh, but then they kind of meet each other in real life, but they don't know that it's, you know, the ones that they've been emailing with and everything and the circumstances. And uh, I it's just it's one of my favorite feel good movies. I, I'll pop it on a couple times a year just because I want to sit and just kind of, you know, feel good about the world, even though, you know, the world's crazy and it seems like it's it's <laughs> yeah. burning all around us. Um, but I this is one of my favorite ones to put on and the performances are great. The story is great. And it is definitely a 90s film. You can see it all over the movie. But uh, it's it's just one of my favorites to go back to, and and so when I made my top ten list, uh, it wasn't you know what I think are the top ten greatest movies of all time. It's it's what my top ten favorites are, and uh, I based that a lot off of rewatchability because I like to watch movies and TV shows, um, you know, over and over again. I like to watch them over a long. Uh, just throughout my whole life because I just love them. I love going back to them. And this is one of those movies. It's one of my favorites to go back to. Yeah, no, I, I can understand that. And it's funny that Tom Hanks is one of your favorite love story actors from the sounds of it. Um, Cause my favorite love story movie is cloud Atlas, which he also starred in. Oh yeah. Okay. And I love that movie. It's, it's very, very, ahead of its time i think Mm. is a good way to put it for when it came out but him and halle berry uh 
Hugh Grant was in that movie, Hugo Weaving. I mean, geez, the, the lineup of that movie was just insane. And it was just such a beautiful, poetic movie. Mm. And yeah, I mean, I, I completely understand where you're coming from, Tom Hanks. Meg, Meg Ryan, jeez, Meg Ryan hasn't been in anything at all recently, but... Yeah, she, uh, and she's she's been in some tough ones, but in this movie in particular, she she's so endearing and and just works so well with with Hanks and yeah, I just I I love watching them on screen together. Excellent. And finally, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Um I mean, golly, do I even have to say? I mean, if you don't if you don't respect these movies, this is like when I talk about what I think, you know, some of the greatest movies are of all time, like just the most well-made greatest films. I mean, Lord of the Rings has to be in the conversation, in my opinion, because what Peter Jackson was able to do, and I haven't read the books yet. It's it's kind of one of my one of my goals um is to is to read through that trilogy. And um but but watching it, it was always a part of my life growing up as a kid. My dad was a huge fan. Um I had a lot I had uncles and and aunts and just so many so many family members who kind of instilled this into me growing up. And, uh, but then I kind of, I became a fan of film as I got older and then I watched them again. And I actually, I actually recently, I have HBO max and HBO max has the extended versions of the movies. And I, I recently watched all three of them, the extended versions, which all together is like almost 13 hours or something like that. Jeez. And uh, I didn't watch them all at one time. Uh, my, I, I don't have the ability to just be able to do that right now. <laughs> uh, but I did watch them, I think within a week or so. And uh, you, you just get enthralled in the story. And uh, part of the reason is I, I, I will share this. I don't mind sharing this, but um, I am, I am a Christian. I'm a follower of Jesus. And there's a lot of, a lot of Christian themes and elements in those movies. Um, there's a lot of parallels. I'll say that if, if you don't want to see them, you, you definitely don't have to see them. It's not as abrupt as say, you know, the Chronicles of Narnia, um, yeah. you know, the, the line, the witch in the wardrobe, but it, but it, they are definitely in there. And so that speaks a lot to me as well. Uh, but it's just as far as a film standpoint, growing up and still to this day, there were two fictional characters that weren't superheroes, but two fictional characters that um, I love. They're very, very dear to my heart. I think they're both some of the most awesome uh, things that we've ever seen. One of them is Obi-Wan Kenobi, and the other one is Aragorn. And growing up, those two guys were like huge for me. And so I'm a prequel kid, so I grew up on the prequel Star Wars movies, and then I grew up on these movies. And um, just it's just... The Lord of the Rings, the only word that I can think of is is epic. And so I think there are a lot of comparisons, not necessarily as far as quality, but I'll go ahead and say I think Zack Snyder took a lot from this trilogy when he put together his Justice League um, because the, there's you can't really make a long, drawn-out, epic story uh, that that you can't you know pull something from the original epic trilogy which was filmed as one movie in, in the lord of the rings it's just an incredible incredible uh film or or films i completely agree i actually i think i remember seeing every one of them both trilogies in theaters oh, when man. they were released and there, there there was something to be said about the production of those movies and seeing them on the big screen that is just 
as you put it, epic. Well, and for and and for a you know a fantasy film to win Best Picture is is crazy, you know. And I I think the closest probably that came to that was like Gladiator, but that's not really fantasy. That was kind of based in actual history in a lot of ways, uh, not necessarily the characters, but that time period. But you know, for a movie about you know dwarves and elves and man in a in a magical ring. For that to to win Best Picture and do what it did, it's just it speaks for itself. For sure. Okay, your movies were A Knight's Tale, The Dark Knight, The Ocean's Trilogy, You've Got Mail, and The Lord of the Rings Trilogy. Today, my trivia questions and Mad Lib scene are for you, The Dark Knight. Okay. Oh man. <laughs> I hope Johnny DC doesn't listen to this if I suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he'll learn something. Maybe he'll yeah. learn something. So again, my questions will be coming from both within the movie and from behind the scenes. You'll find a very diverse selection here. Some of them will be easy, some of them will be hard. You'll get 10 questions with a possible total of 11 answers. One question is a two-part question, and let us begin. Question number 1. Since the 1940s, there have been 11 movies that are Batman-specific movies, excluding Batman versus Superman. However, this movie was a first instance in something in regards to all of them. What is that? Uh, this was the first movie to not have Batman in the title. Yes, you are correct. Very good. And it was the first of, I want to say, three now. I might be wrong. Uh, I know it's see, two. The, know the, Dark two. Knight, the Dark Knight Rises... I believe they actually count Justice League because when I was doing the research for this, they counted Justice League as a Batman movie, and I didn't agree with that. That's uh, how could you count Justice League and not Batman versus Superman? <laughs> I know. Well, that's to me. I mean, I think they counted Batman versus Superman too. Oh, okay, okay. I okay. count. I would say that's more of a team up movie and not a Batman specific movie, which is why I didn't include it. Well, I definitely when we also did that as an episode, we ranked uh, our our top ten, or we ranked all of the live action Batman movies, and I I kind of cheated as well because I counted Batman versus Superman as as a Batman movie, and I solely did that just because I wanted Ben Affleck's Batman to be represented in the conversation because <laughs> I think he deserves to be. He just didn't he get does. great movies. He does, and it's it's not his fault. Although no. I will say the Ziesa uh, uh, Justice League was just phenomenal. Yes. For sure. All right. Great job starting there with question number one. Now let's move on to question number two. Before Heath Ledger was cast in his now legendary performance as the Joker, several other actors were considered. Name two of them. Oh, gosh. Um, oh, let's see. Okay. I'm going to say I know the Batman ones. Like I know who was uh, who was considered for the role of, of Batman. For, for that trilogy, but the it's like I can't ever think of anybody else other than Heath Ledger being considered. Uh, I'm going to – I don't have a huge amount of confidence in this answer, but I'm going to say the obvious uh, Johnny Depp and then Johnny Depp and – I really don't I really don't have a lot of confidence in, in this one, but uh, I'm just going to say uh, – I know he was for Batman, but I'll say this one too, but uh, Killian Murphy – Sadly, neither of those are correct. I was yeah. actually super surprised by this list. One of the names I've never even heard before. When I was researching this question, I got Paul Bettany, which really shocked oh, me. Oh, interesting. Lacey Holm. I want to say that's the correct way to say it, but I could be wrong. That's the name I've never heard before. I'm not sure who that is. Yeah. Adrian Brody. Really? Yep. Wow. These two are going to make you giggle. Steve Carell. Oh. Uh, I think I've heard that before now that you say it. 
and Robin Williams. Okay, so all right, dang it. So Robin Williams, I don't know if you know this, but Robin Williams was considered they used him as uh as bait for Jack Nicholson. Have you ever read that story? I where uh for Batman 89, so it was a huge it was a huge deal to get Jack Nicholson in the Batman movie. Uh he was actually paid like way more than Michael Keaton was. He was the top build, but uh I, I think what if I remember correctly. What I read was that he initially said no to playing the role, and and then he found out that they were considering Robin Williams was going to be the the next one, and something about that was he like didn't like, and so that's what made him come back and actually do it was because he didn't want. I, I that could be you know just fake news, but I but I do remember reading that somewhere. I did not know he was considered again. That's crazy. Yeah, I I didn't either. Like I said, this. This uh, research brought me some interesting answers. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> it's all right, though. Question number three. This one I think you might know, but we'll see. What did Heath Ledger do to prepare himself for the role as the Joker? Okay, well, I know from what I've read, I know that he he had like a diary that he recorded all of his, his stuff in. and uh, But I know what he actually did was... He like locked himself in like a motel room for it was like six months or something like that. Like it was, it was a it was six weeks, but I'll give it to you. Oh, because you did. You got okay. it otherwise. <laughs> OK, cool. Six weeks. I was about to say, yeah, six months is a long time. So six weeks. That that makes more sense. Yeah. He locked himself in like this old motel room and just kind of created the character in there from what I know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it sucks what happened to him. But at the same time, thank you for doing it because you delivered as we've said multiple times now performance of a lifetime yeah for sure very good question number four aaron eckhart plays harry dent two-face in the film and did a great job at it however there was another actor that auditioned for the role that is also very well known now for playing a character in the superhero genre with two different sides who playing a character in the superhero genre with two different sides oh gosh um yeah just for the record really quick aaron eckhart it's it's impossible for him to get the praise that he deserves because he's in the movie with Heath Ledger, but an incredible performance, um, oh, as yeah. you said, just incredible. Okay, a, a superhero character with with two different sides. Is in can I <laughs> can I get a hint of whether it's Marvel or DC? <laughs> it is Marvel. I'll tell you, it's Marvel. Okay, it's Marvel. Okay. Oh gosh, well, there's only like you know a thousand Marvel characters that really narrows it down. Uh, <laughs> I really, I really have. I really have no idea, and for some reason, I can't think of any two different. I I I'm gonna have to concede. I have no idea. Well, if you had stayed red, you would have known this answer. Instead, you went blue, and you've saddened everybody on the red side. And I think you know what I mean. I'll leave it at obscurities. There, Mark Ruffalo. Oh gosh, really? Yeah. I you know honestly, <laughs> I think I think that would have been pretty good. I think he would have done a good job. I think he, he's a great actor. He he is an he is an incredible actor. That would have been. Have you ever seen Zodiac? Uh, I have not. Okay, he plays he plays the detective in Zodiac, and um, I feel like he would have given a very he's he's very good in that kind of like. I know Harvey Dent's not a detective, but he's sort of the middleman, straight man kind of kind of thing. And also, you know, in the Marvel movies, uh, 
Bruce Banner, because of the dichotomy of his character, has a really good, wholesome heart in those movies. Mm-hmm. And you really need that for Harvey Dent, especially in the way that they portrayed him in that one. So I, I think that would have been a fantastic uh, choice. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually, if I'm not mistaken, the first time I ever saw Mark Ruffalo was in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind which totally a different uh, setup from, from what he is now. I mean, sure. Yeah. Like a 180. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> he was like a horny 20 something in that movie, you know, being trying, <laughs> basically trying to jump into Jim Carrey's role without being Jim Carrey. It was very weird, mm. but yes, he's a, he's a very diversely talented actor and I definitely am looking forward to more of the stuff that he's got coming. For sure. Okay. Question number five throughout the movie. The Joker can be seen randomly licking his lips. Why was he doing this? I believe because of uh, because of his the voice that Heath Ledger was doing, it was uh, constantly like drying out like his his throat and his mouth and stuff, I think. And so he start he was doing that, I think, originally to just for that. But then I'm sure as as method as as, as Heath Ledger is, I'm sure that he kind of just made that a part of the character but i think it had to do with because of the voice that he was doing for the joker was was kind of difficult to do unfortunately despite the fact that you're in the right ballpark with it being about his mouth it's actually according to what i read it was to help keep the prosthetics on his mouth oh crap you know that's right that's that's exactly right i assume the internet would probably have that right over me but um i don't know why i did not remember that yes i remember that now dang it (laughs) <laughs> but I, I mean, it would make sense. I mean, you know, the way he was talking, if you're not drawing something out, there's something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Question number six. Aaron Eckhart based his performance on a longstanding political family, one member of the family specifically. Do you know who? A longstanding political family. Yes. Uh, I guess. Would it be uh, JFK? Um, John F. Kennedy Jr. Maybe. You were in the ballpark. It is a Kennedy, but it's Robert Kennedy. Oh, man. Dang it. Uh, if I gave that, half points, I'd give you a half point. <laughs> that Well, that's okay. It, that that means a lot, you just saying that. But that, that makes actually a lot of sense now that, I, now that you say that and just kind of seeing the way that that family is, was portrayed and then the way that he plays it. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, you don't think about it until you hear it, and then you're like, wow, that is spot on. Yeah. All right. Question number seven. Prior to this movie, the comic book movie that had the most Oscar nominations was Dick Tracy. This movie broke that record. How many nominations did it receive? Okay. um, I'll give you a plus or minus two on this one. So if you get it within two. Okay. Okay. Um, Well, I'm going to say two then. (laughs) (laughs) That's aggressive. That's so low. It got eight. It got eight? Really? It got eight. Wow, but it only won. How many did it win? I don't I Hold the on. only one that I know of that it won is 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 Heath Ledger. I eight. It got eight Oscar nominations. Holy cow. I guess I don't know why I'm surprised. It deserves that. I just didn't think that it got that many. Wow. I so you I you would have been right if that was the amount of wins it got, because it got two wins. Dang it. Okay. What was the other win? Uno momento. Here, actually, curious. if if you want to, I I've I've got IMDb up right now. If you want to, oh. I can, I can. Let's yeah. see. I, I don't want you to think that I'm cheating. I'm I'm not. No, no, I promise. you're good. So one, yeah, 
uh best supporting role best achievement in sound editing okay oh so you were right was the other one yeah but they got a cinematography nom a film editing art direction makeup oh i didn't why i didn't think of makeup sound mixing visual effects yeah i mean these are all deserved picture not best picture still wild still wild yeah wow that is that is really interesting yeah okay question number eight we're coming up to the end here I'm sure many will recall Cillian Murphy playing the Scarecrow. But what famous first time ever happening comes with him showing up in this movie? What famous first time ever? Could you maybe clarify what you mean? Cillian Murphy played the Scarecrow. Right. This is the first time anyone has ever done what he did as the Scarecrow. Okay. Not not as the Scarecrow as a person, but as being the same character. Okay. Um, was it that he showed up in all three movies? You're on the right track. Is, uh, yeah. Okay. Cause I'm trying to think if any other character in any of the other, I mean, other than, other than Batman, obviously, but, oh my gosh, now that you say this, there is, I have, I have read something about this and I can't, and I can't remember it. Um, I guess I already made my guess, but. I kind of uh, already gave it to you in a, in a sense. I'll just give you the correct because. I kind okay. of said it, but this was the first time a Batman villain was played by the same actor appearing oh. in a subsequent Batman fo- uh, film. Oh, dang it. That makes so much sense. I'm I'm doing uh, poorly. Trust <laughs> I started it off good. <laughs> <laughs> My goal is to get people as stumped as possible so they can learn. Okay. Well, yeah, these are these are tough questions for sure. Okay. I think you might know this one because I think this one's a little bit more common knowledge. Okay. Question number nine. When we see Joker exit the elevator to enter the Wayne party, Michael Caine famously did what? Uh, he didn't do anything. He was supposed to he's supposed to have a line, but he he got he was it was like his first time seeing Heath Ledger in the makeup. And he got so startled that he didn't say the line that he was supposed to do. And then Heath Ledger just kept going with the scene. That's exactly what it is. He got so scared that he forgot his lines. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Goodness gracious. I can't imagine because <laughs> yeah. Heath Ledger is kind of a he was kind of a bigger guy, if I'm not mistaken. I think he's pretty tall or he was pretty tall. And and so that, uh, yeah, that would be freaking terrifying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, geez, if I saw someone coming up to me dressed like that randomly anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would I would forget, you know, my first name. How to breathe. <laughs> yeah. OK, let's end on a high note here. Question right. number 10. How many of the scenes in the film were used or sorry, were filmed using IMAX cameras? I'm going to go I'm going to go with the same number I went with earlier and I I'm I'm I could this could be false confidence but I think it's I think this is right. I want to say 2. Sadly no, it was actually uh, 6. Oh my gosh. Okay, so the chase scene was one of them, right? With the where uh he ends up capturing Heath let, he the Joker at the end of it. I think is that one I want to say yes to that one. I also want to say yes to the big rig scene. Oh, that's that's what I'm. That's what I mean. Yeah, I um, think that's the one. That, that one I think is notorious. Um, I think the bike chase would be one. Yeah. Okay. I guess those would be counted as two separate scenes. I so much of that film, so much of the action, unlike The Dark Knight Rises, so much of the action in The Dark Knight, I feel. Oh, in the freaking, I'm an idiot. The opening scene. Was IMAX, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. The bank, the, the uh, bank, yeah. yeah. 
Especially Sorry, I'm the wide shots. I'm just talking out loud at this point, trying to no, get through good. my thoughts. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, nowadays. I mean, they're shooting entire movies in IMAX, which is just incredible. But yeah, that was once uh, upon a time. It was. Yeah. Now, now, nowadays, Christopher Nolan is setting off legitimate atomic bombs for his movies. So <laughs> um, he's just doing whatever the crap he wants. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 one way to put it for sure. He's he definitely doing whatever he wants. He is essentially God. Why can't I think of his name right now? The one that everyone hates, the the actor that uh, the director that everybody hates, Michael Bay. He's like just oh, being yeah. Michael Bay. <laughs> yeah, he is, uh, but a much better filmmaker than Michael Bay. I yes, will say. I will yes, say. for sure. But that's not saying very much, to be perfectly honest. Look, I will say you you know you may hate me for this, but the guilt, but a guilty pleasure of mine. I the first the original first three Transformers movies I love. They're mindless. I don't have to think about them a whole lot, and they have really really great visuals. And uh, I I like action, and so I love those movies. <laughs> I I don't I harbor no ill will towards them, but the actor's kind of a money grabber. I mean, the director's kind of a money grabber. Oh yeah, absolutely for sure. I think he's more of a money grabber. Um, he's kind of he seems kind of like a crappy guy but i don't know i don't know what is it like seven transformers movies including bumblebee yeah yeah there's too many too many yeah they they could have stopped a while ago for sure okay so that was the hard part now we're gonna have some fun okay Um, i'm sure you're familiar with word types you're a smart enough fella but just in case (laughs) i'm gonna go down the list of the different word types for the listeners and just to give you a you know, brief reminder of what they are. First, we got a noun, which is a person, place, thing, or idea. Then there's the proper noun, which is a specifically defined noun. The verb, which expresses action or being. Adjectives, which modify or describe a noun or proper noun. Adverbs, which modify or describe a verb, an adjective, or another adverb. Prepositions, which are a word placed before a noun or proper noun to form a phrase modifying another word in the sentence. Conjunctions, which joins words, phrases, or clauses. Interjections, which is a word used to express emotion. And finally, phrasal verbs, which is a a basic combination of a normal verb with an adverb or a preposition to create an entirely new verbal phrase. That one doesn't get used too often, but I bring it up just in case. Yeah, I'm I'm so bad at... Uh at uh, grammar and so i'm gonna <laughs> i'm probably gonna need all of those definitions again as we go <laughs> well they're, they're, honestly speaking there's only the basics in most of these it's very often or very seldom i should say that i go into the more diverse ones okay but we'll see we'll see okay first from you i need a verb okay let's see just any verb uh any verb. let's see uh move move would be a verb right yep a noun all right. Uh, let's go with Batman. Uh, that's a proper noun. Crap. Something less okay. specific. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. So not a proper noun. Uh, man. Is that too proper? No, that's, that's a noun. Okay. Another noun. Okay. If it helps, you can look around and see objects around you. That's what yeah. a few other people have done. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Desk. <laughs> Adjective. Let's do... Um, rowdy uh another verb hits h-i-t-s hits uh i'll do hit because it's a present tense verb hit okay cool now i need a past tense verb um jumped okay another verb 
Let's let's just do run. Okay, that fits. Uh, a number. Seven. Another verb. Climb. Proper noun. Okay, can I use Batman now? Now you can use Batman. Okay, I'll do Batman. <laughs> a noun. Floor. Okay, and adjective. Brave. I like how that fits. <laughs> uh, a plural noun. Curtains. Another noun. Sweater. Uh, a verb ending in ing. Laughing. An adverb. Quietly. Um, a past tense verb. What about like swam? What about that? Would that work? That'll fit. Okay, let's do that. A verb? Hunch. <laughs> I like how that one fits. <laughs> Uh, another verb ending in ing. Uh, let's do like running. A noun. Uh, chair. Uh, a verb. Wing. Another noun. I'm gonna actually need two different nouns. Picture and flag. A verb. Dance. A noun. <laughs> Cup. Another verb. Stand. A noun. Leg. Plural noun. Blankets. A noun. Napkin. An adjective. Ambitious. Another adjective. Feel free to go as off the walls as you'd like. Superfluous? 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 Yeah. Um, a noun. Computer. Plural noun. Um, an adjective. Amazing. A verb. Do. A noun. Toothbrush. And lastly, an adverb. Ahead. We have now come up with the wildest Mad Lib, and the scene that you just ripped apart was your favorite scene from the movie, the interrogation scene. <laughs> No, John, don't ruin this scene for me. This is like my favorite oh, movie scene I, of all time. I didn't ruin it. Oh, it would be I me, I guess. I didn't ruin it. I just gave you the opportunity to do it for me. Oh no. Okay, let's <laughs> let's let's hear it. Okay. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna sit up close and <laughs> really deliver this to the best of my ability. <clears throat> Never move with the man. Desk gets rowdy. Can't hit the next. See? You jumped me. Here I am. I jumped to see what you'd do, and you didn't run. You let seven people climb. Then you let Batman take your place, even to a floor like me. That's brave. Where's Batman? Those mob curtains want you gone so they can get back to the way things were. But I know the sweater. There's no laughing quietly. You've swam things. Forever. Then why do you want to punch me? Punch you? I don't want to punch you. What would I do without you? Go back to running off chair dealers? No, you, you swing me. You're a picture who kills for the, for flag. <laughs> don't dance like one of them. You're not, even if you'd like to be. To them, you're a cup like me. <laughs> they just need you right now. But as soon as they don't, they'll stand you out like a leg. Their blankets, their napkin. It's an ambitious joke dropped at the first sign of trouble. They're only as superfluous as the computer allows them to be. <laughs> You'll see. I'll show you. When the pants are down, these amazing people, they'll do each other. Oh, my <laughs> God. No way. See? I'm not a toothbrush. I'm just ahead of the curve. No way it worked out <laughs> like that. That's insane. You're insane. Insane. <laughs> oh, just just for the record, everybody, that was not my intention. There was no way that I was able to do that on purpose. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. You don't have to feel bad because it was all random. 
You oh man that is hilarious though that is actually Ooh. hilarious i have genuine tears oh boy <laughs> oh oh my chest oh okay all right oh, oh yes jacob i've had such a fun time with you alas our time is coming to an end and with that i would love for you to tell everyone where they can find you on social media and on podcast platforms Oh man, John, this was this was just a blast, man. This was a great time and I appreciate again you having me on. Um yeah, so again, you can uh find my podcast. It's called The Rankers Podcast. It's you'll see it pop up. It's a yellow logo. It's got me and uh, my buddy Nick's uh illustrated faces on it. Um you can find us on Instagram, which is where we are the most active. Uh you can just search The Rankers Podcast and then we're also on Twitter. And uh, you can actually search the Rankers podcast on YouTube and you can watch our episodes. Uh, They are unedited. So sometimes there's some there's some long spaces or there's, uh, you know, a few more ums than you may hear if you're listening to it on the podcast platforms. But you can do that. And then you can also find us on just about anywhere you can get your podcast. So uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, um, you know, all, all the platforms uh, just about that you can think of Amazon. And uh, yeah, I would love and appreciate if you check us out and you like us, please let us know. Like we love communicating with the people who listen. And then if you would as well, leave a uh, a, a like and review on uh, Apple or Spotify or whatever platform you may be uh, listening on. So yeah, check us out. You can also, you can also email us. Um, I know that not everybody does social media and stuff like that. So uh, you can email us at the rankers podcast at gmail.com. So there you go. There are the plugs. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Please, everyone, check them out. They are a good time. There is something for everybody on that podcast. You know, you don't have to think that you're going to find an episode every week or every other week. I think you guys are bi weekly right now, right? Yes. Yeah. Bi weekly. Yeah. Uh, you're not going to always agree with the things they say, but you got to mm-hmm. remember that this is objective to their opinions, not subjective to everybody else's. So that on out of the way, my turn to plug my social medias. Y'all know where to find me on the podcast platforms or pretty much everywhere. But you can also find me on Instagram at the underscore mad underscore trivia underscore podcast on Twitter at the mad trivia pod and on TikTok at the mad trivia podcast. Jacob, once again, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, man. Thank you again. Uh, just had an absolute blast and, uh, yeah loved it love love your podcast it's a great idea and uh yeah thanks again man thank you so much man and if you ever have any room for someone like me to join please don't hesitate to ask yes sir yes sir for sure well another week out of the way we'll catch you in two take care nerds